We're here with uh, Sifu Mark Hobbs. Sifu Hobbs is famous for um, using Wing Chun principles in MMA. And uh, he's also been recently featured on the cover of Wing Chun Illustrated. And he's also teaching his method online. And I'd love to get more into that um, towards the end. But let's start with uh, Sifu Hobbs' uh, story. Sifu Hobbs, how did you start out with martial arts? Uh, what martial arts did you study until today? And how did you get into Wing Chun? Hi, Bogdan. How are you doing, man? Um, yeah, it's just normal um, sort of story, really, of um, into martial arts. I've always been into martial arts ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was into martial arts, which I think um, sort of made, made me have that interest. And that when I was younger, um, I was quite aggressive, apparently, as a child. Not that mm-hmm. I remember. So my mum and dad sent me down to the local judo club which is where I sort of found my um, interest in grappling and sports mm. combat. Um, and I used to compete for uh, Kent, which is one of the um, UK counties. And yeah, did just in, did, it sort of just worked through from there. Did you do, train in judo as well? No, he trained in, um, <clears throat> in uh, Kung Fu ah, and, and um, kickboxing. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I just went from there really. Um, went through from judo, um, trained in sort of different um different things um but mainly judo and then got into sort of some boxing and and different bits and bobs and yeah just sort of messed around and um then when i was about probably about 16 17 i I got into wing chun as well that's when i sort of got my first um glimpse of wing chun um which was with a, a friend of mine you um, started at a club and pointed it out to me. How did you How did you decide? Because most grapplers like they, they start with uh, grappling with judo or and, and they end with it, right? What inspired you to take up striking as well? I just like martial arts. I just that that was that's my passion. I like martial arts. I like all martial arts. It doesn't matter what it is, really. And I, yeah. and I like breaking them down and seeing what why they developed and why they work in certain ways and mm-hmm, why, mm-hmm. why something uses this and something else uses that. And I, I just find it interesting. I'm a bit, a bit geeky, really, I suppose. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I quite like the idea of um, Wing Chun, the idea of how it used um, straight lines as opposed to circles. And, and yeah, so obviously um, I, I just got more and more into it. Then at that stage... Because um, I own Pagoda as well, which is um, a Wing Chun supply company. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I get to travel a lot. Uh, so I, I'm, I moved to, to Australia. And from there, I used to travel over to China and train with Lung Gai Sifu, who is mm-hmm. Man's first student in, in Foshan. Interesting. And, and trained with him and learned that, that method of Wing Chun, which I, find, I found really useful. Um, uh, and and that's, that's predominantly how I applied the Wing Chun into the MMA using more of his, his information. So, yeah. And then I, I trained with the Vietnamese branch of Wing Chun as well mm-hmm. under Hung Nguyen, which is part of the Vu Ba Koi lineage from Yung Chai Wan, which is Yung Kai San's elder brother. So it's quite, quite cool as well. Awesome. So um, seeing that you did boxing before, right, and you got in touch with, with uh, Wing Chun, what made sense to you? Like you, you mentioned briefly that... Um, yeah, just going for the straight line instead of uh, going with the with the curve that made a lot more sense. What else clicked, 
for you to to make you like really dive deeper into into it. No, I think you got you you, you heard that wrong. Um, it wasn't the straight line made more sense than the curve. Mm. What it does is it, it gives you a, a different um, <clears throat> a different idea or a different concept which right. you can which you can dissect and add. Then you understand how different people think. Okay. Um, so then you can you can break down the methods. A, a curve works, in in my opinion, just as well as a as a straight line. It's just time and placement of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I liked it. So it's quite nice to start from from the middle and work your way out. And then when you understand how you can work from the middle out, you can also work from the out in. And um, so if I'm working from the out in, someone will say, "Oh, that doesn't look like Wing Chun." But I've actually got a Wing Chun head on because I know what they want to do as they want to mm. take the center. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. therefore, mm-hmm. I can I can actually sucker them into my game. Um, so yeah, it's 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 it, that's why I say it's nice to have that that all round approach where you're not fixated on 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 one one tool and saying right okay this is what I have to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, that, that's generally. Um, where I was coming from there. Excellent. So how did you actually decide to get into the MMA and use, um, use Wing Chun or adapt Wing Chun um, uh, angles to, to, be, um, to be used in an MMA <coughs> competition? Um, I didn't mean to, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been into sports combat because of my history in judo. Mm-hmm. I like to... Um, to to be able to fight at 100%. Um, and to do that, you have to put rules in place to make things safer. Okay. Um, so, with, um, I've always, I, I played um, wrestling. I used to, one of my wrestling coaches was the two times Polish champion. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends in Australia was in the Australian um, freestyle wrestling team and trained with the Iranians and the Americans over there. Um, so, I, my, one of my old business partners was Ross Minto, whose dad was Alan Minto, who was a, a British um, world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been around sports combat, so I've always liked to challenge myself. Right. Um, so with the Wing Chun, that's, that's an area that I found I couldn't pressure my training. So it was, okay. it's too role-play orientated. When I put a CQF together, the close quarter fighting for the mm-hmm. Australian mm-hmm. SAS um, it's it's more sort of um, role play and, and you you the, to get the pressure without gloves mm-hmm. is difficult. Right. Um, so you have to sort of use external drills to create sort of the change people's mindsets to be able to deal with pressure. Um, but the beautiful thing with sports combat is you're getting pressure as close to possible as the real thing um, with some rules. So you can go 100% in grappling. You can go. You can't really go 100% in boxing all the time, but you can when you when you compete. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's good. So that's that's why I like the sports combat. So because I'd always played the sports combat, <clears throat> when I came back from Australia to the UK, I was teaching some Wing Chun, mm-hmm. and um, one of the students' um, friend was fighting in um, Cage Rage at the time, which is a big sh- Wembley arena. And he said, oh, my friend's fighting. He said that, uh, you know, you, you Kung Fu guys, you, you, you're scared of this yeah. and scared of that. I'll come up and I'll roll with your Sifu. I bet he says no. <laughs> and um, right. so he said, uh, he was telling me the story. And I went, oh, that's cool, mate. Just bring him up. I don't know. 
Yeah. And he, he went, oh, really? I said, yeah, it's cool. So he came up. I put some mats on the floor that I had. In, <laughs> and um, then I just took him down and submitted him, took him down and beat him up. And um, he was like, oh, some of the boys were there and they went, I didn't know you, you could do all that. I said, you, you never asked me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, at that stage, then they started, he asked me if I could, um, if he could um, do some um, training with me for his fight coming up. And then, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. And then um, I ended up cornering him at Wembley. And then um, a lot of the guys that were training with me said, oh, can we do some of that as well? I was like, yeah, sure. So that's really how I got into MMA. I didn't mean to teach MMA. It was just um, a long time ago that so it you accidentally te- happened. Teaching Wing Chun basically at uh, mm. at that time. Yeah, because I just come back from Australia. This mm-hmm. was a long time ago now. Um, and yeah, I was just teaching some Wing Chun, and yeah, that just happened. And then yeah, I just ended up venturing more and more into the mixed martial arts. And then I ended up um, promoting a boxing show. Um, so a lot of the guys I was training with started competing in boxing more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, now I promote an MMA show, um, fusion nice. fighting championship. So do you get a lot of nasty comments online or, um, you know, this idea of combining Wing Chun with the MMA, the people lash out? Or stuff like that? Uh, I don't know. Cause I don't really get involved very much on, on the, um, all the forums and things like that. I'm not right. really, it's, it's something I haven't really got time having so many different, um, <laughs> fingers in so many different pies in martial arts. So I don't really get time to sit down and converse with other other Wing Chun guys. Um, <clears throat> but I do I do sometimes sit down in the morning with a cup of tea or something, and if I've got a bit of time, just read on the forums to see what's going on. And yeah, there is quite a lot of negative comments on on that yeah, sort of things. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think you'll find that that's um, predominantly because um, <clears throat> it's, it's different, isn't it? And so. Sometimes people don't like to venture into areas that are different. Um, but <clears throat> when you think about Wing Chun and MMA, I can see what a lot of people say because I'm, I'm quite an open-minded guy. I don't really care what people think or say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when someone says, oh, that doesn't look like Wing Chun, it looks like boxing, I'm like, yeah, cool, I can see that. Uh, yeah. When someone says, oh, that doesn't look like Wing Chun, it looks like wrestling, it's like, yeah, cool, I can see that as well. When you when you watch mixed martial arts, um, mm-hmm. you'll see you can you can actually identify where people are coming from. So, if yeah. you have a, a, a guy who's a, got a boxing background, you'll see you, mm-hmm. you'll see the boxing, but you'll yeah. also see knees or kicks um, and um, takedowns yes. and things like that. But you can see that they move like a boxer. Right. Um, so it's not Queensbury rules per se, but um, they have adapted their boxing to fit MMA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you'll see the same with a Thai boxer. Right. Um, you'll see the same with the, the, the guys that have a taekwondo background. You'll see the same with, say, Damian Meyer and his jiu-jitsu background. He wants to get them to his, where he excels at, which is on the floor, mm-hmm. but he still has to have the tools to get him there and survive in the hand fight yes. or the, uh, on the stand-up phase, where you'll see, like, Machido, who's got a karate base. You'll, you'll notice that no one really moves like the karate guys. They have mm-hmm. this different approach. Mm-hmm. So you know it's karate, but it's not like traditional karate that you yes. see. Yes. Um, but you know it's karate. So it's the same thing with the Wing Chun. It's, you'll, you'll say, oh, what's different about him? There's something that's not quite the same. Yes. Um, and that would be the fact that they're coming from a Wing Chun background. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you're still going to have to adapt your skill set to fit within mixed martial arts. Yes. Because as I talked before, Wing Chun, 
when it was developed, I'm sure it was fit for purpose. It was designed specifically for the task at hand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that task has changed. So you can't, uh, you can't say that Wing Chun is a complete art um, for mixed martial arts. No. So if you were, say, in, in your gym mm-hmm. and someone from another martial art came in and said, oh, do you want to have a roll? And then they go, boom, hit you on a single leg and put you on the floor and tap you out. You go, oh, sorry, um, that's not what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the, the thing is that you're, if someone says that our martial art is complete, then therefore it should have those areas dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing is if you go into a, 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 someone went into a jiu-jitsu club and they said, oh, do you want to roll? And they said, yeah, sure. Um, they're thinking like a jiu-jitsu roll, but suddenly if they punched them in the face, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, well, we never do that. Yeah, so what, yeah, you're, yeah. what you're doing is you're confining what, what, you, what, you, what you do, which is cool if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a problem. Um, and you'll find that people just box. People just do um, traditional Wing Chun. But you have to understand that there's no point trying to stretch your area of expertise past somewhere that you don't understand. Like To give you yes. an example, I've seen two world-famous Sifu, and when I say world-famous, they're some of the biggest names, mm-hmm. and they'll demonstrate in defenses on the internet against um, takedowns. Right. And they get one of their students to grab their leg, and mm-hmm. if you're a wrestler, you'll just go, what the hell is that? That's not a takedown. Right. And then they just dem- demonstrate a takedown that's completely unrealistic that would never work. And you see, the difference is that if you're the best in the world at Wing Chun or the biggest name in the world, yeah. then your technique that you're demonstrating there should have worked against the best wrestler in the world then. Mm. Because that's you're going the yes. best against the best. Yes. You're not going that's against it. the guy that's... It would be like the best wrestler in the world getting someone who's never done wrestling before to, mm-hmm. to do a single leg on them, and they won't even have to use a real defense, would they? Right, right, um, right. There's, so there's this really sometimes funny... people... Sorry. There's this really cool, really funny uh, video online... Um, it was a reply to one of, you know, the, one of the Wing Chun Sifu saying like, oh, if the boxer attacks me, I would do this, I would do that, and uh, stuff like that. And this guy, who's a boxing teacher, he says like, this is a good comparison because I've never done Wing Chun in my life, right? My student has never done Wing Chun in my life. So this is going to be a defense against a Wing Chun uh, guy, right? He was making some really, really cool points and uh, saying, you know what? You always assume that we're going to go for the head, right? Why? We can, we can give you body shots, no problem, right? So to link that to what you were saying, I think it's very, very valuable for us as, as the um, Wing Chun uh, Sifu's practitioners, whatever, um, to get in touch with other martial arts and actually see, you know, just, just have that experience and see how we would well, react to like a takedown. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I did that um, when I was trying to get my Wing Chun to work against wrestling. I got my mate who's in the Olympic squad for Australia to take mm-hmm. me down. And when I tried my technique, I went flying through the air. Right. And um, I was like, oh, that's not cool, is it? But, you know, rather than laugh about it, I'll try and figure it out until I got right. a high success rate. But I mean, a success rate could be 80%. Because what will you find in, in martial arts, what we talk about in fighting, in the mm-hmm, cages, mm-hmm. we talk about high percentage, low percentage moves. So right. moves that um, you can get off a lot of the time, moves that you can't get off a lot of the time. So moves that you, you might keep in your flash arsenal for when you know that you're just way too much for this guy and you're just going to pull out some of your cool stuff. 
Um, but generally, you're going to work on um, more more sort of basic um, movements um, mm-hmm. because there's higher percentage. And so like the scientific approach to fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm, so um, yeah, so I think that with 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 the mixed martial arts, you just got to take it take it for what it is. It is a sport, but. You know, at the end of the day, when it first developed, it was style against style, wasn't it? And yes. then what happened was that the kickboxer got took down. So then he went, oh, I better get some groundwork. And the wrestler, when he took the jiu-jitsu guy down, he ended up inside the guy's guard or on the guy's back, and they were working for submissions. He was yeah. like, oh, I better understand some submissions. So they're still coming. From, he's still a wrestler, but he, he does a bit of jiu-jitsu, so he understands what the other guy's doing. So without playing the other games, you don't understand how to defend them. So, for instance, I get guys come in the gym and they go, oh, I really want to fight um, mixed martial arts. Or you know, normally before they're mixed martial artists, they want to be a cage fighter, to be fair. Right. Um, so they come in and they say, oh, I want to do cage fighting, you know, mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, oh, I don't want to do that, that groundwork stuff because I'm all about <laughs> banging. Um, right. Um, but you say to them, well, look, you're, you're, you're rolling with my beginners mm-hmm. and they're taking you down and submitting you. So, yeah, I need to know how to defend that. Mm-hmm. And you go, come to the jiu-jitsu classes then. And then they come to jiu-jitsu. Then they learn to defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But learning to defend it, they learn how to do it. Then when yeah. they're fighting next and suddenly they get put on pressure, they hit a single leg, take the guy down, pass the guy's guard and then submit them. And you go, oh, why did you submit him? Why didn't you just punch him in the face? And you go, oh, because the, the submission was there. Right. And you go, oh, right. so actually it was more of an efficient move than releasing the movement to punch him in the face. So what yeah. you're saying, basically, instead of actually trying to test or trying to make Wing Chun work in, uh, in a jiu-jitsu scenario or in a takedown scenario, it's actually easier to learn jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because Wing Chun is what it is. So right. that would be like me trying to tell you how to put jiu-jitsu into Wing Chun. So if you go onto my online learning, you'll see that the way I've approached this is at the long range of fighting, Wing Chun Mm -hmm. doesn't really have the tool set to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what you tend to do is you need mobility. So it's nice to sort of use boxing. But the trouble is when you use like a boxing base, then your legs become vulnerable. So you have to adapt the legs to be able to deal with kicks. Right. Now within boxing, you get the hand fight. Then you get evasive defense. So you get hand defense or blocks and deflections. And then you get, um, <clears throat> then you'll get um, evasive moves like slips and rolls and things. Mm-hmm. Now that's the same in wrestling. So you'll get like arm drags and um, you'll get all the setups with the hands through the hand fight. Um, because we talk about the first line of defense being the hands. Mm-hmm. So what you do at the long range is you take the mobility, but then within the hand fight, you add the, the Wing Chun um, um, tool sets for um, the intercept so you can sort of mm-hmm, um, kill, mm-hmm. kill the bridge and so you'll see basically what you do is you add Wing Chun into the other arts at the long range mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't have Wing Chun and add the other arts, it doesn't work mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? it doesn't work But you, 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 so what you do is you, you use your Wing Chun mindset, add the right. other arts then put your Wing Chun tools onto the other arts so then you understand about all the angles and all the changes and all the levels yes. as a Wing Chun guy but you've got the mobility of everyone else. And then you add the Wing Chun tools in. Um, so you do have to change um, foot patterns, etc., a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when you go past that range and you hit the clinch range, the clinch range is 
where what I learned from Lungai comes into its own. Okay, right. that's where Wing Chun excels. Yes. You see? Yes. So then what you do is I use a Wing Chun, I use Wing Chun there. That's pure Wing Chun. Then I add wrestling and tie clinch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at that stage, I go, I'm not adding Wing Chun into something else. I'm adding yes. other things into Wing Chun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you see? Mm-hmm. So that's how it works. So then within your, if you then break that out and you go, oh, look, now I'm going to work on my Chi Cell or my Lock Cell platform or my Pun Cell or whatever there, right. then you can play all your Pun Cell. But instead of just working for the strike from the bridge, you mm-hmm. can go to the clinch. You can get the knees. You can get the elbows better. You get better control on the body. Yes. And you can work all your takedowns and judo throws. I think it's so very, very it's important to be, to be clear and to have a very, very good idea of what, what Wing Chun is meant for and where it excels, just like you mentioned. The distances and also like the context, right? Yeah, um, that's the environment. So, for instance, yes. when I worked with the SAS in Australia, we didn't mm-hmm. do any groundwork. Yes. Well, why? Because it's, it's completely irrelevant there. Yeah. But so you it's just understanding. What, like if you're in a, in a street fight, like going on the ground is very, very dangerous. Yeah, it's silly. I mean, it's, it's not really. And you only need certain um, small amount of skills to be able to function mm-hmm. from there to be able to get back mm-hmm. up or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that if you're talking about, oh, let's take Wing Chun into mixed martial arts. No. No, you, you need, need you need to you need you, you you need to add the other areas Absolutely. and to say that oh, um, a wrestler would never take me down you're you're being completely unrealistic yes you can't say that we have a uh, if and if you got took down you've done your wing chun wrong it's like mate even the highest percentage moves that we have in mixed martial arts people mm-hmm. do better and mm-hmm. you 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 get done i mean that's just how it is um <laughs> So when you when you get took down, then you're now on your back or whatever. You need you need the skill set to get back up, or you it just you need you need to fill those areas. So mm-hmm. it's just how it works. So like, I, like in in my um, interview in Wing Chun Illustrated on the cover there, you'll see that what I'm talking about is um is how to get Wing Chun in the cage. And I am a Wing Chun guy yes. because Wing Chun's my favourite martial art. It's it's what I I love and but. I, I don't do it. Oh, I do. I still teach it as it was taught mm-hmm. to me by Lungai because some people want to learn it that way. And it's like, oh, that's cool if that's what you want to do. That's cool. But the thing is that those guys that just do it for that, they, 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 they play Wing Chun and they'll play Jisoo on that. But if I said I'll jump in the cage with the boys, they, they won't last very long. Yes. You see what I mean? Because they, the guys will suddenly move mobile out, boom, kick their legs, shoot low, <laughs> and they, don't have the t- they, they, they get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you, if you went, okay, come on, then let's just work into a, a cheese house scenario or just look at some self-defense and things like that, then it's, it's more than adequate. Yes, um, yes. So it's about, knowing, it's about knowing your place. I get guys that um, come to the gym that do the mixed martial arts, do jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. or do um, Thai boxing, or, or, and they, but they don't want to spar. And that's cool. They don't have to. I, I was talking to one of my students uh, about the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight, right? He uh, because we, we watched the fight and um, we we're talking about it afterwards. It's like, here's another confirmation of, of you know, knowing what you're good at and playing your game, not playing the other person's game, right? So, guys. Um, just to be clear, we're not trashing Wing Chun. We're actually, um, you know, we're hoping that this interview will serve will serve all the Wing Chun practitioners. 
so that you don't find yourself in a context where you don't have the tools, just like Sifu Hab says, to handle yourself, right? So you cannot, even if like if you're the best Wing Chun practitioners, you cannot put yourself in a competitional environment like a cage and expect to have extraordinary results, right? You're going to be less than average. And um, um, what's, what are your thoughts on the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight? I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, it was all right, man. It was okay. <laughs> I mean, there's so, there's so many um, different theories um, and opinions floating yeah. around. Um, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to this, doesn't it? May- Mayweather is one of the best boxers of our generation. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a 40-year-old man now. So yeah. the fact is that he's, he's, um, he's not young and he's not um, – but he's, he's clever. Yeah. And – that's 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 what he done. He he, he outboxed um, McGregor and McGregor cast. But you actually yeah. have to look at it from a, a different perspective as well. That McGregor's never boxed in his life. Yeah. I think he might have done a little bit amateur when he was a kid or something. But he's, he's, you're, that's completely different. Than worlds. professionally. And mm-hmm. and yeah, but not even professionally. You're mm-hmm. talking about the best professional of a generation. Um, <laughs> yes. So the fact that he actually went all those rounds, yeah. you've got to take yeah. your health yeah. to him, isn't it? Absolutely. It's like, that's cool. I was and rooting I, for him. And if, he didn't, and if he didn't gas, he only had two rounds left in him. He yeah. could have made yeah. the distance. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that everyone will say, well, that was the strategy that um, Mayweather used. Mm-hmm. But just imagine if he had a little bit more gas in his tank. He only had to go another two rounds. He was, if he had, actually, if he he had to put actually, his knee down, yeah. if he had to put his knee down, he might have made it through to the, the next round. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So... You know, at the end of the day, it's like they are different professions, and that gives you a good example because Mayweather's man, um, and McGregor managed to set a fight up at boxing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but you could never set that fight up at mixed martial arts because it it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't no happen. Way. No way, yeah. So it wouldn't, well, it wouldn't last, that just like, gives the us the example round. again of I'm not saying that you should either because it's unrealistic. That's not Mayweather's game. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is the fact that that Mayweather can go into the boxing ring, mm-hmm. but, uh, sorry, McGregor can go into the boxing ring, but Mayweather can't go into the cage. Not that he should, but it just gives you that, that example that uh, he's, that Mayweather knows that and he's not unrealistic, is he? Yeah. He, so he's, he's I actually, like, I was hoping that McGregor would win. There's something about his, his confidence that is absolutely like, to me, it, it's I like McGregor. Like, I think he's cool. I like yeah. his banter. I think yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really is. enjoyed the like, like the whole build up to uh, to the match. It was so funny. So funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, sure. But yeah, it was it was good, man. It was good. But you know, I like Lomachenko um, personally oh, yeah. at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, let's not let's not get started on uh, on Lomachenko. <laughs> he's, mm. he's but you see, the reason I like him because he floats his opponents, so you can mm. see he's using a kung fu method. He uses foul, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. That's why I actually like him because he cuts an angle and he lifts the guy's base up, and no one knows what to do because. That's not seen in boxing, you see. So right. what he's done is he's he's almost brought um like um he's brought in a, a a floating method of kung fu into his boxing. Then he's isolating his punches to keep the float. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's actually really cool, man. I it's like so that. interesting. I'd love to see like a video of you explaining his method in in Wing Chun terms. I would mm. I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that and uh, share that with my students. Yeah, well, see, because I, I I use a lot of floating. Um, 
mm-hmm. in in and, how we play our clinch. You see, um, and this is actually exactly what I was about to ask you because um, we were speaking before about high percentage moves and low percentage moves. What do you feel are high percentage moves of Wing Chun in um, in a cage scenario and outside of a cage scenario? Oh. Well, normally your high percentage that you're you don't really have high percentage, do you? you you're gonna in terms of of striking, mm-hmm. um, your high percentage would be your jab and your left hook, um, okay. and generally maybe your your cross. But you're gonna have to set your cross up with your um, left hook, generally most of the time. So a left mm-hmm. hook's much more high percentage than say a right hook. That would right. be a good example. Um, so left hook's more high percentage than. Um, a right hook and um, jab tends not jab tends to be high percentage. I mean, a jab's much more high percentage on landing than a cross, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you would struggle to set your cross up without either using it as a counter strike or setting it up off a jab. Okay. You see what I mean? Unless mm-hmm. you, yeah, you would have to counter strike it. So you'd have to use a parry or a fade. Yeah. So if you're talking about striking, then that that's what you're talking about from that okay. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the cage. So then when you're talking about, right, okay, in, let's go into the Wing Chun then, yeah. then your high percentage Wing Chun would generally be folding to the neck control. And then when you've got the neck control and you're working in the, the um, clinch before you get the underhook, so okay. you're sort of on, on a, a, um, a tricep control with a, a collar tie or something like that or a, a, mm-hmm. a neck control, like at the beginning of the dummy. Right, um, right. And then what you can do, yeah, and you've got the press up there. You can use body shots um, mm-hmm. with your with your with your hand. So your high percentage move with your Wing Chun is going to come in more from the clinch, um, which is going to be more so of your like dirty short, boxing, isn't it? Short range. Yeah, which fighting. is your short strike. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you want high percentage in Wing Chun, that's where it's going to land. It's going to mm-hmm. land in in that in that range, not mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. long long distance. Yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, 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 if you were talking a non-wing chun move, and we're talking back to wrestling, a single leg's a lot higher percentage than a double leg. Okay, because the leg's closer. Yeah. Um, so even though everyone always talks about double legs, the percentage is lower. So normally you'd shoot for the single. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. So what are the what are the wing chun concepts that you uh, teach to your students that they should use um, in uh, in fights? Oh, loads, man, loads. We 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 use all of them, um, mm-hmm. everything. It's all of it. It's even when we're working on um, wrestling, we'll talk about killing the elbow with the sinking on the bridge, right. uh, forward press, floating, push pull. Um, do you know what I mean where the empty spaces are to take balance? How to spiral? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we use we use it all, and we use that in everything. We we incorporate that that into our jujitsu, into our wrestling, mm-hmm. into our takedowns. It's, it's in everywhere. Like I say, um, we'll use the um, same method as Lobachenko with the mm-hmm. boxing that we'll change the angle and we'll use our, we'll use our um, close body to float the guy's base mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that he hasn't got balance while we're walking him into the empty space mm-hmm. while, while we strike mm-hmm. and things like that. We, we use all these methods. So even though it's not um, sort of your traditional like Monsao Wusao guard, um, right. you know, we, we, are, we are always... Um, we are we are always thinking with um, where the center is, how to cut the angle. If we don't cut the angle by stepping out and in on a triangle, can yeah. we circle the position, or should we slip our head one way 
while bringing a wide punch in from the other direction, which basically is the same thing, but just mm -hmm. using a different method to achieve it. Mm -hmm. It's still a straight line on an outside angle. So, mm -hmm. yeah, all these mm -hmm. things. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So when you ask about a high percentage from a Wing Chun, you threw me there a little bit because I'm thinking, well, I know what I mean when I say a high percentage from a Wing Chun. Yeah. Um, but the guys that we're talking to, I, I'd be having to say, oh, a bong sao or a tan sao. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a little bit differently applied, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes. So probably the best way to see what we're talking about is to go onto the online learning and then they'll get a visual of, mm -hmm, of actually mm -hmm, what, what mm -hmm. we're explaining. Absolutely. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about your online um, um, learning. How would I call it? Because I called it a university it's, before, it's just, it's, but you well, say it's just it's Mark, like it's just it's just www.markcobbswingchun.com. Right. Um, and it's it's what's interesting is that Wing Chun Illustrated um, really like like I'm one of three guys I think me Robert Chu and someone else mm -hmm. that we do a department in the world for um, where every issue they they want us to write. Um, so. Um, you know they they find me intriguing because I I talk. Um, about something that's quite controversial or people yes. don't think about. And with Wing Chun Illustrated, I tend to talk more about brain sciences. Mm -hmm. um, because, for instance, about like the last one I did, we were talking about stretching the freeze point. So I was actually teaching that in the class the other day as well about um, um, where the freeze point is. Okay. So um, th this is all information that we've learned through um, basically pressure testing and fighting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you go through Wing Chun Illustrated and read all the, all the different articles there that I write, you'll sit rather than sit here for the next hour again talking to you about brain sciences, um, then yeah, you you can get all the information there about that. So that so will all us, be on the online learning. So, so tell us what makes your online um, um, learning website different from all the others. But because it's it's how we've applied Wing Chun in mixed martial arts, and rather than try and sell it to a Wing Chun guy. And say, mm -hmm. oh look, this is Wing Chun with gloves. Okay. This is Wing Chun that looks like Thai boxing. This is Wing Chun that looks like boxing. Um, what I've just categorised it as is Thai boxing. Boxing. Yes. So you can see that it's boxing with. So it's it's big gloves, hands only. Mm -hmm. um, it's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thai boxing. So it's all the Thai pads and things like that. It's so all the skill sets that we use in mixed martial yeah. arts. Yeah. Um, but you'll see the difference is that when you do Thai boxing on that, for instance, or the boxing on that, you'll see that we. I'm, I'm teaching it from a perspective of Wing Chun. Mm -hmm. So we, so you could then decide if you wanted to think, oh, actually, that would be quite cool. We could actually in, in, integrate this into our training. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not interested in integrating it into your training, you can see how people do train and build it. Um, and so that you can see what you need to add into your training that um, you might think will help um, dissolve something like that. Um, or you might find that, you know, you're, you're so into your, your punsao that you think, well, hang on a minute. Um, I, I've um, got a guy that plays, he's just come from another Wing Chun school mm -hmm. and he's come into the um, classes here and he started doing some clinch work um, and some body locks and some takedowns. And he said, he, he turned around and he went, oh, if I was playing um, lock sao with someone and they did that to me, I'd be over, wouldn't I? And I went, yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And he went, oh, that's really cool. I can add that in now, and, and now he knows how to defend it. If someone in the um, chi cell with him suddenly tried to like integrate into a body lock, he knows how to get right. out the body lock and go right. back into his okay. strikes okay. rather than into the wrestle. You see, mm -hmm. so he's quite enjoying that, and so it's a good example of someone who's 
got quite an open mind who's taken certain aspects of wrestling and put yeah. it into his Wing Chun, into his Chi Sao or his, his Lok Sao platform. Yeah. So that if that. he was doing that with someone now, then he knows what to do. So that's, that's what makes our online different is that someone said to me, oh, you should teach this online. And I was like, really? And they went, yeah, because no one does it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one does it. So they said that, you know, it's, it's a niche in the market there that, um, you know, awesome. a lot of people would be interested in. Absolutely. Um, because, so, yeah, guys, um, I will post a link. So you'll find the link to uh, Sifu Hobbs' uh, online learning uh, website. So you can check it out. And I do recommend it. Um, and just to share, like, a thought that I'm having right now, I personally think that if you do Wing Chun, and you understand all these ideas, all the concepts, and you understand how to generate power from relaxation, you understand um, power from, from the ground and using your center, moving your center, and so on and so forth, and you decide to um, um, start studying other martial arts, your progress will be much, much faster if you just started out with, uh, with uh, jiu-jitsu or with boxing or, um, you know, um, any other martial arts. So learning Wing Chun first and then studying other martial arts, that's like awesome and also if you decide to just to stick to Wing Chun my personal view is that it's very important to be aware of where it, it excels and where where it has um where it lacks instead of saying you know Wing Chun is perfect it's the complete martial art and there's nothing uh, you know like that and I, I heard people say that do you have people telling you that like oh Wing Chun doesn't need all of this uh yeah stuff? sure man I had that the other day with someone um you know, I just say that the, the best thing to do with martial arts, because it doesn't matter whether you're a boxer or whether you play Wing Chun or whether you play MMA or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're into, the best thing is to be honest with yourself, yeah. right? So if you're just completely honest with yourself, yeah. then you, you, know, you know your place. So yes. it, it, that's really... So if you think that, hey, I'm a little bit interested in, um, you know, the, how to deal with a boxer's a boxer's um, mentality rather than mm-hmm. just presume you know what a boxer does just don't right? go and learn boxing or if you don't yeah but if you don't want to fight mixed martial arts you don't need to learn boxing do you yeah. but it might be interesting to actually talk to someone who's very good at boxing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. get an idea where mm-hmm. they're coming from or just go on the online site there and then you'll go oh mate boxing's actually quite scientific mm-hmm. they're not just swinging punches mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so then you don't have to learn it but you can appreciate it and then you're actually you know, you won't underestimate your opponents, will you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cool. Tell us about your uh, your wooden dummies and, uh, you know... Uh, All right, so, um, you know, in the UK before. and around Europe, you've got Pagoda um, yeah. Imports, which is um, www.woodendummies with ies.co.uk or pagoda-imports.com. Yeah. Um, we've been selling wooden dummies in the UK for probably 15, 20 years and around Europe. Shipping mm-hmm. prices in Europe are really, really cheap. And around the world, we send over to America, Australia, New mm-hmm. Zealand. Um, it's still very competitive, even with shipping. Um, and, yeah, pretty much you talk to anyone in the UK and say, hey, where should I get um, a Wing Chun product from? They'll say, get it from Pagoda Imports. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. So we're very, very, very well recognized. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. been around forever. So. so, yeah, guys, I ordered some stuff from the US for my school, um, some equipment, and... I was like, when when it came, the shipping costs were incredible. I, I don't know how it is in um, the UK or in, in your country, but like if you order it on your company name, the shipping costs are a lot more. So if you're in Europe, I, I'll send you a probably want... 
What? Our sender wouldn't dummy anywhere in the UK, uh, anywhere in um, mainland Europe. Right. Uh, within the EU, I think it's like 65, 70 quid, 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's not expensive mm-hmm. considering Absolutely. you've got probably 120 kilos worth there. I like, you know, a lot of people are trying, and I get this a lot, you know, people are trying to make the wooden dummies themselves because um, they, they perceive them as being um, really expensive. How do you see that? I mean, if somebody has like... Uh, wooden dummies. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when I have to send a working model off, to if I'm going to um, use, a, say, a new supplier, because mm-hmm. I don't get them made in martial arts places because they're always rubbish. Right. Um, um, it, costs, it costs me probably twice as much money sometimes to get a proper wooden dummy made like there's mm-hmm. dummies that i sell for pagoda mm-hmm. to get them made in a, as a by a carpenter yeah um, in a proper wood factory yeah without a finish they normally cost me about 900 to a thousand pounds so i sell them sort of half the price of what they cost me to buy but okay. you get a lot of people that um make them um in their back gardens and things that are sort of carpenters and things they do it in their spare time mm-hmm. and they can make some nice products i'm not saying that they don't but you, you know, once once some, once they get two or three orders, then suddenly you find yourself waiting six months or a year for for your dummy when you want it, or if not longer. Um, yeah. Or I've had people that have said, oh, I've been waiting a year and a half for a dummy. Um, so then I thought, oh, mate, I can't do this anymore. When can you get me one for? And I'm like, tomorrow. You know what? You're right. <laughs> Actually, my, my student had this situation because he was... Um uh, he just needed to fix the leg of the dummy or he needed a leg for his dummy, something, something like that. I don't remember exactly. And he's still waiting for it. You know, it's been like um, a year and a half, roughly, something like that. There you go. And, yeah. yeah, but I've got stock, so you order a dummy, you can have it within <laughs> one to seven days. And and because um because the the dummy I make because um, I've been around in Wing Chun forever as well, I'm trained with Lung Gai and Hong Nguyen, and um, I know like the whole Wing Chun community, everyone knows Pagoda. So yeah. y- you know, as an MMA guy, I'm sort of I'm also the um, shopkeeper for um, wooden dummies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's cool. So I know everyone in wintering as well. So, um, and I always have stock. And so what we did is I, I, I took, um, an original Kusan dummy mm-hmm. and took all the measurements off it. This was about 20 years ago. Yeah. And then, um, so all the, um, dummies are the original Kusan, um, um, measurements, but you can also, we've, we've adapted the arm slightly so you can sit the arms level or offset. So everyone's happy. Because you always mm-hmm. get an argument in mm-hmm. Wing Chun, like you always get arguments in Wing Chun. The arm should be leveled. The arm should be offset. So you get now... arguments in Wing Chun about everything. <laughs> I know, man. But now, now it doesn't matter. And then the angle of the leg as well. We changed the angle slightly to fit the Wong Shong Long guys because mm-hmm. they're quite a big community. And they said, oh, yeah, the angle on the Kusan leg's a little bit off. Um, yeah. So we we're like, okay, cool. What would you prefer? And they said, well, the Wong Shong leg was like this. So we made it like the Wong Shong one. So... You know, when you get a wooden dummy from Pagoda, it's bang on. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And any problems, I've been around 15, 20 years selling Wing Chun products. You give me a call and I sort it straight out for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome. This was really cool. This, this, uh, you know, this topic is uh, very controversial and I'm expecting a lot of people to leave uh, some weird comments. And uh, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to re- leave a weird comment, do so. We won't read it. <laughs> <laughs> mate i'm used to getting weird comments it's cool but at the end of the day i always say it like this right um i'm a wing chun guy and i'm i'm a traditional wing chun guy i, I trained with yip man's first student um yeah. so i'm completely close to the source 
So yeah, I, yeah. mate, I used to take Sufu out for lunch all the time, and he was a cool guy. He even used to try and pay for lunch, and I used to like have to say, no, 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 me, me, I'm paying. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when it comes to Wing Chun, I've got Lung guys, um, um, General Kwong in my lounge. He gave me it. He's like, here, have my present. This sat on my shelf for 45 years, Mark. I'm like, yeah. cool, thanks, Sifu. So, and then when I'm and when I'm training with Sifu, and this is Lung Guy, this is Yip Man's first student, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I get my phone out and I go, well, he's poor, poor chap's passed away now. But before yeah. he passed away, I'd say, hey, Sifu, check this out. This is my guys in the cage. Yeah. And he he used to turn around to me, no bullshit, no pretense, because he was such a humble, lovely guy, and go, oh, looks a bit dangerous for me, Mark. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's Yip Man's yeah. very first student. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and and he's and he's and he was such an honest, lovely guy yeah. that that when people leave all these these crazy comments, I think to myself, Do you know what? Yip Man's very first student in Foshan, he didn't yeah. have these problems. He yeah. loved it. He thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. And then when he used to get like little people that um, would would try and cause a bit of rough in in the Chisau in his school, and I turned up, he always used to have them there waiting for me for Chisau, mm-hmm. and he'd clap his hands and. He'll be like, I'll be like, oh, thanks, Sifu. Come on, let's get this done and go for lunch. So, yeah, that is such so, a cool story. You know, this is actually the heart, like the heart of the um, uh, interviews is like have, sharing like uh, a story that is close to you, and you actually did that right now. Like, that's really, really cool, and I, I really enjoyed it. Cool, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, and um, it, you know, I feel like. To me personally, I I went to uh, boxing schools. I went to uh, kickboxing. I went to um, uh, Muay Thai, um, even to MMA. But I'm gonna try another MMA school. But it's not like it's, Mate, not it's like every school. You'll get schools that you go to that you as a Wing Chun guy, and you think mm-hmm. this Wing Chun is not for me. Mm-hmm. This instructor is not for me. This yeah, this isn't yeah, for me. Um, and then you'll find others where you go, oh, this guy's really cool. Yeah. What you'd yeah. probably find is that without like saying it, you like Wing Chun. So if you trained MMA with me, you'd probably actually enjoy it because you'd be seeing <laughs> yeah, it from a Wing Chun perspective. Exactly. Whereas exactly. you see, I always say to my son, I go, you're so lucky. And he's like, why? And I go, man, I had to dissect all this rubbish <laughs> for years and take out what didn't work. And yeah, mate, you're yeah, 15. Yeah. When I was 15, you would have killed me in seconds. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, you're so lucky because what you get is like all my years of, of, of bullshit of having to rip martial arts apart and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then, you know, you, you get it all fresh. And that's what you've got to remember. That's what MMA was. MMA was traditional martial arts. And then it's just slowly molded. And at the end of the day, it's still a sport. But, you know, there's a lot of cool pressure-tested information there. Um, but yeah. some guys that tra- teach MMA, you know, they're coming from a different headspace. So... You know, you'd have to learn it and then yeah, do your so own thing with I, it. Yeah. What I found was like I couldn't get past like the first um, the first week. You know, not because I I love training hard. I loved like the physicality because before I was training karate and there was a lot of uh, physicality in that sense. But it's just like you know, it it doesn't feel like it's it didn't feel like it was my uh, my thing, my own, right? What I'm trying to say is that. Your Wing Chun, if you just love Wing Chun and you specialize in that, just like Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather specializes in, um, in boxing, right, and nothing else, that also is cool, right? Just, and we're coming back to just being honest with yourself and just knowing what you want out of martial arts, what you want out of your I've got, life, I've got, right? I've got students, uh, Bogdan, in, in Australia still and mm-hmm. in the UK. They've only ever trained Wing Chun with me. Yeah. Uh, so and I and I don't think any different of them and 
I, I love I love training with them because I'm like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll play some normal cheese out with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm playing cheese out because I love cheese out. Yes. You see? And so, like you say, it's cool. It doesn't matter what you want to do. But it's like I always describe. If, <clears throat> if you play Wing Chun for a social activity once a week or um, twice a week and you, and you play it in your jeans with your shoes on and – you know, you, you, you're playing some. You're playing some Wing Chun. It's cool. It's a hobby. It's a it's a social activity. It's fun. If guys turn up here and they do jujitsu with me, you know, straight, you know, they don't do anything but jujitsu. Mm-hmm. They turn up. They're a white belt for six years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they 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 play once a week. They forget their moves. They it's a social activity. Yes. Everyone that comes like five times a week that trains hard for competition destroys them, but they know their place. Yeah. So it's the same thing. If uh, if you if you know your place and you're honest with yourself, then it doesn't matter what you want to do in life. You just you're having fun. It's mm-hmm, like I like mm-hmm. I like weightlifting, yeah. but I'm proper rubbish at it because I do martial arts, so I do it on the side <laughs> as a bit of fun. But the yeah. guys that I know that are proper into weightlifting, when they they won't let me come to the gym with them. Yeah. They go, mate, you bore us. You, we have to keep taking everything <laughs> off for you. You see, so <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because that's that's my passion. Or my my fun after martial arts, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I like playing um, pool as well sometimes, and I'm really bad at it, like really bad because I only play it like once a month. So anyone, you know, it's, it's it is what it is. You just got to be honest with yourself, haven't you? So if you only play Wing Chun once a week and you turn up with your jeans on and you're having a chat and a bit of social activity, you roll a bit of chisel and you enjoy yourself, that's cool. But I don't see why people like that can actually have. Uh, opinion against um, experts in their field on pressure testing martial arts. Well, because the yeah. internet is free and there's always a uh, an opportunity to win, mm. you know, to to but, your frustrations. Awesome. Um, but actually, actually, yeah. um, there's actually a brain science for that, and I, I wrote about that in one of my articles in Winching Illustrated. <laughs> Just came back onto the subject. Awesome, guys. Um, check out. Um, Sifu Hobbs um, articles on uh, on Winton Illustrated, and check out his um, online learning website. Also, if you want a cool, cool wooden dummy, absolutely uh, check out his uh, website for for equipment. Sifu Hobbs, thank you so much. This was a very, very interesting and fun interview. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime, Bob. Danny. I, I I enjoy I enjoy talking about Winton. I enjoy talking about martial arts. So. So we'll do our best to do a uh, Facebook Live next week and answer some of your questions. We'll see how that works out. Until then, um, check out, if you haven't yet, go to addictedtowingchun.com in the free section for some awesome free gifts and also join our 7-Day Wing Chun, actually our 7-Day Personal Development through Wing Chun Challenge where um, you get more self-confidence and you understand how to improve your Wing Chun performance. The link is in the description. I'll see you guys next time.